Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. All right, well, welcome to our midweek Pastors Podcast. Pastor Bob Leahy here with Pastor Chris. Um, We are so excited to come to you guys today. Um, We're going to kind of touch on um, this phrase called truth in love. Mm. Uh, Pastor Jeff, a few weeks back, you know, we were trudging through Ephesians chapter 4, and we came across verse 15. Um, which talks about speaking the truth in love. Uh, We will grow to become in every aspect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. So Pastor Chris uh, is here, and and we would just love to kind of expand on the truth in love concept Mm -hmm. and what does that look like practically here in the church? Who is Paul talking to mm-hmm. uh, in this this passage? Um, what's the context? And, you know, how do we live out in community? Um, how do we live out speaking speaking the truth to mm-hmm. our to our fellow fellow believers, uh, to our community as a whole, to non-believers, um, and to those who who we we do love and we want we want to to see them thrive in the body. So, Chris, uh, go ahead. Let's 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 hear it. What, yeah. what are your thoughts on yeah. on this passage, and and how are we supposed to tackle this uh, as believers today? You know, I I love these kinds of discussions, Bob. Th- these are the kinds of discussions I hope those of you who are listening are the kinds of discussions you have with friends, family. That when you run across verses like this, you ask each other, "What do you think this means?" And it's in some ways, this podcast is a follow-up to the uh, podcast that you and I did talking about the fivefold ministry, that Paul was talking to a growing community, and it was having growing pains. And in many ways, it didn't know how to live out practically the things that Paul was instructing. So Paul became very practical in examples and ideas that says, this is what's happening, now let me show you how to do it. And so whenever we read you know, books like, or letters like Ephesians, and we come across these verses, we have to pause and say, okay, how do we live that out today? In 2022, what does that mean for us? And mm-hmm. if we don't take the time to look deeper into the scripture, we can actually misunderstand the scripture and then even maybe misapply it. Mm-hmm. So. In preparation for this, this phrase kept coming through my head of speaking the truth in love, speaking the truth in love. And then I realized through observation the way that it has been interpreted or the way that it's been used as a tool to say, okay, the Bible says I'm supposed to speak the truth in love, so I'm just going to tell you the truth, man. (laughs) I'm just going to, and it may hurt you, but I'm, uh, and I love you, but I'm just going to tell you the truth. And we can do the same things. I think you brought it up. We can even turn around and do that outside of the body. Of yeah, I think so often we can look at this verse and just think we have to go speak the truth to non-believers. Right. We need to go just tell them the truth so they're enlightened, so they know know the truth of the Word of God and, and the Lord. Um, and really who Paul is talking about in this verse is he's talking about us. He's talking right. about the church. Right. Um, and really, if we're... the the truth that non-believers really need is 
is the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the they need to to you know we don't need to like call them out on behavior mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's really about the gospel, and that's how you really show love to people is showing mm-hmm. is sharing sharing the gospel, and so that's really the best truth we can share with non-believers. Um, but in this verse specifically, he's talking about us. He's talking about those who are in the body. Right. Um, and, you know, I think the verses prior to verse 15 really calls for unity in the body mm-hmm. of Christ, you mm-hmm. know, and, and being humble, gentle, patient, and really making every effort to bring unity to the right. body. Right. Um, and so I think it's, it, is, it is sometimes that we do look at this verse and we can just think outside of the body of Christ instead exactly. of looking inwardly. Right. It's like you said, we, we appropriate the passage to accommodate what we're trying to do. And the Bible is written the other way around. We're supposed to read what the Scripture says and say, okay, I need to adjust m- myself, my thinking, my behavior to what the Scripture says. And so I better interpret it correctly. And you're right, Paul was speaking to believers. He was speaking to them as an apostle, who's somebody who lays a foundation. So he was speaking as an architect in some ways, and even a contractor, because he keeps using these phrases of building, building each other up. And this truly is what these Greek word means, mean is build as in building a house, building a temple. And so when you look at one another, you say, okay, who do we have in place? Well, we have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, but the goal of their work is unity, and not just unity in what we think, but unity in purpose and unity in accomplishing the same task. So the really the task of us gathering together as Christians primarily is to grow up, to build each other up. So when you say, when he says, speak the truth in love, it's this very interesting Greek word, and I won't go into the, the, uh, the details of it, but it, it uses the, the, the phrase agape, agapeo, which means unconditional or godlike love, but it says, you yourself need to be in love. Your foundation, where you're standing, needs to be in love, and he says, speaking the truth in love, meaning that you're standing in loving truth before you open your mouth. Mm-hmm. And when you do open your mouth, the object is to help that person grow up, be built up, to be part of what we're doing together. And this is not the uh, open door to critique somebody, to just kind of get on somebody, the, something that bugs you about them. Well, I need to speak the truth. Yes, the Bible tells us we're supposed to be honest. The Proverbs are full of that kind of wisdom. And so, yes, if you, Bob, are doing something that's unkind, and I, was, I said to you, oh, man, I just got to tell you the truth. How you talk to that person was just so unkind. That's speaking the truth. But what Paul is saying is like, okay, Chris, if you're going to talk to Bob about that, you're going to talk to him in such a way that he feels loved by you, mm. but you're giving him loving, practical application for his life on how he could not do that again. Or maybe there's a better alternative than doing that, talking to that person that way. Because when he, as he goes on, he says, look, we're going to have this unity in the faith, this unity in the, uh, the way that we have knowledge about Jesus, and then we're going to be mature in our body, in our mind, in our soul, and in our spirit. So when we speak the truth in love, 
the outcome is that you grow, you feel stronger. Yeah, you may feel convicted like, oh, yeah, you're right. Mm. But do you understand? It's like, yeah. wow, I can receive that from you, Bob, because you're, you're speaking to me truth, but it's in love. There's a, the foundation you're standing on is a loving foundation. That's good. I think, too, those um, situations work out best when you're in a relationship with somebody, uh, whether it be a friendship or in community or accountability group or your, your buddies, like um, people that you know are for you and mm-hmm. love you. Mm-hmm. dearly um maybe people who mentor you pastors who you consider pastors mm-hmm. um you know just because you might have the title of a pastor mm-hmm. doesn't actually mean you have that place in, in an individual's heart or their, right. their life um or that window to speak into them so i think it is really important that we do come from a place of that like agape love that self-sacrificial love you know that is really um looking out for the benefit of others when we're when we're when we're helping them along right when maybe they are starting to to take a wrong turn and um you know ideally are us speaking to them and and really helping helping guide them should be something that they walk away feeling built up about and feeling not not torn down on but you know feeling like um they're ready to to make changes and to correct their life and um really really mature as a believer because it's really beneficial to the whole body if we're able to be transparent if we're able to you know speak truths in a kind loving non-threatening way um and you know i think it's it it all comes down to relationship like yeah and like you said you just said it yourself i love that you said we we need to make sure what we are saying is actually building up the whole body is this best for the community? And so for Paul, he goes on to give this illustration of like, we're no longer children, verse 14, uh, tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. And he uses this, specifically uses this word of child, like, mm. you know, like, a, like Paxton. How old is Paxton? He's five. Yeah. So it would be like putting Paxton in a rowboat and pushing him out on a, on a windy day. He could probably stay in the boat. He'd probably hold on, but it would be rough on him. Paul is saying, mm. we want Paxton to grow up, be mature enough to become that person who is old enough and strong enough, tall enough, all those things. So when he gets in the boat, when windows of doctrine, trickery of people, craftiness of dece- deceitful scheming, when I speak the truth in love to him, it's going to cause him to be a mature person so that yeah. he can handle this. He can, he can discern, like, when, Dad, when you speak to me, it's in loving truth. Mm-hmm. When those people speak to me, they're just tricking me. They're, they're selfishly trying to manipulate me. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing, too, is that at a, this day and age where there's all kinds of beliefs out there, the body of Christ needs, we need to, like, help each other in love so that we won't get tossed around. Instead, yeah. when we get in the boat of life, <laughs> I guess, we aren't going to be deceived. Right. Because we can discern between a deceitful voice and a loving voice. Yeah, I think that's as well where transparency really comes into play. Like, I think sometimes if we're struggling or, you know, we're thinking thoughts that others might not 
not be thinking or like we might Mm -hmm. shut ourselves down uh, and we might feel shame or we could just, you know, be too worried about maybe our our image Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. to really be able to like have that openness and share like where we're at um, and be able to accept uh, those words that our friends are speaking into our life. And so shame is, is such a, a harsh thing that we can, we could sit in and live in. And, um, when we're receiving maybe mm-hmm. correction or truths from others who are coming from a very like loving place, have a relationship with us and, and really care for us. And we know that, but shame will just drag us down, cause division really, um, and really just separate us from the body or from even maturing. Right. Um, and it's almost a place of pride where we, we can get in where, where, no, I got this together. No, I know better. No, I, yeah. and really, uh, if people are coming to us, humble, gentle, patient, you know, making every effort for unity, right. we should also be in a place where we're humble and able to receive uh, yeah. correction. And, you know, I think personally in my life, I think of friends like my my friends Manny or Alex or, mm-hmm. or Buck or, you know, who can who I who can speak truth into my life and you know even sometimes Manny I have to I can sense he's (laughs) he's about to say something and then he'll stop himself and I'll be like dude just say it just say it tell me like I need more feedback in my life I need Uh more course correction if I'm truly gonna mature as a believer I need my friends to speak life into me and that should be really something that we crave from one another Mm -hmm. and that we seek after right you know what's interesting about that, though, Bob? It, it really does go back to trust, but trust is only built up through longevity. If, mm-hmm. if, if you're consistently in my life and you show yourself faithful, I, I will say, wow, man, you, you're investing in my life. I think what happens in community is we really don't spend time with each other, and we kind of hit and miss, kind of see each other, don't see each other. But then when we decide, okay, I'm going to tell you something, mm. It's very difficult to receive from somebody that has not invested in my life. Yeah. Now, obviously, if they say, hey, Pastor Chris, you need to change that shirt. You have a big mustard stain on it. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to say, well, you don't know me. You can't <laughs> correct me. You're like, oh, hey, thanks for that. I'm talking about relational things. And that's the hardest part is the time investment. Mm-hmm. And it really is difficult for our society. We're very individualistic, you know, and, uh, it's something that you really have to contend for. It's not something that's going to happen, uh, overnight. Yeah. And I think too, there's, um, so many opportunities, I would say in social media to throw out your, your little truths here and there to try to show somebody that they're wrong. And I would guarantee that most people on your social media, you're not in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And if you were in a relationship with them, you would probably get a coffee and just talk to them right. and hang out with them about yeah. it. Yeah. And so there's, you know, <laughs> I would just discourage you. I, I don't think that really is a building up of the body when you're, when you're out there trying to do that. And you're right. We've become so individualistic that yeah. a lot of people view that as their community and it can right. take a lot of of time and and replace real relationships where that real agape love can flow and real right. real truth spoken through love can can happen um but behind a screen uh, just, yeah i discourage that <laughs> well and that's how this chapter ends when you are close to the end where it says you know if every joint supplies 
every individual causes growth to the body and building itself up in love. So there has to be this picture in our mind, I am connected to you. And what I do can actually fill your life. So I guess that's our challenge to our church today. Let's live this out. Let's take the time. It won't happen overnight, but it will happen. For sure. Build relationships. Yeah. Don't be so individualistic. That's right. And, And find your core group of friends and stick with it. That's right. Even when they say things you might not <laughs> like. That's right. Know that they love you and and really really try to find those those relationships and community. That's so. right. All right. Well, great. Thanks Pastor Chris for dissecting this with me. Um and we love you all. We hope you guys are having a good week and we'll catch you on the next pos- podcast. All Peace right. out. Peace out. <laughs> Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there is anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.